Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Speak Now Pro Wrestling. It is August 16th. It's a Wednesday. We're here to talk about AEW Dynamite. I'm not alone. As always, on Wednesdays, I'm joined by my co-host, Righteous Reg. Reg, how are you, man? In the building, it's your boy, Media Man, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. Was very afraid that I was going to be booted out of this like last week. I was like, what's going to happen here? Is this video going to kick me off or will I be able to exist here in this space? But here I am, Denise. Here we are, Denise, after an interesting dynamite. I think that you saying that this episode of Dynamite was interesting is where I want to begin because what is your (laughs) definition of interesting? I know the part that I thought was interesting and I thought was wild. You're going to like because it had Denise stamps all over it. It was a Denise stamped match. I'm going to say you dug the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre death match. Why am I'm I out on the limb insulted here. by what that? What do you mean? What I'm do you a mean? little bit insulted that you were like, oh, it's got Denise written all over it. <laughs> you want to know why I'm insulted? Because yes, I did enjoy myself. See? But also, it's like the one thing that got severely trashed on Twitter. But I had a good time. We'll get into that in just a second. But I'm insulted, Reg, that you were like, this is really <laughs> stupid. A lot no. of people think this is stupid. Denise is going to love it. Look, I know what when things are aimed at Denise, I'm like, Jeff Jarrett's here. There's blood. Karen's here. I'm like, yo, Denise is going to love this. It's okay. It's okay. You know what? I was not prepared for that, Reg, but I will say this. So the best way I was thinking about this, because I was like, I felt very overwhelmed with this episode of Dynamite. And I wonder how the viewers felt. I'm reading your guys' comments as they come through. And Throughout this entire show, I was like, oh, my God, it was just one thing after another after another. I sat down, I kid you not, and started to watch Dynamite. And I thought to myself, I need to go to the bathroom. You know what? I'm going to go in the first commercial break. Two hours later, the show's over. Never went to the bathroom bathroom. because it was just like nonstop. Mm -hmm. And the best way that I want to describe this episode is, Reg, have you ever been put to sleep due to a medical procedure? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. You know how they drug you up and they do mm-hmm. all these things to you. And when you come back, you're like, you don't even know it's real. You're like <laughs> half in into reality and half not. That is what this episode of Dynamite <laughs> felt like to me. I thought oh. I was under some like medically induced <laughs> freaking sleep <laughs> where I'm confusing reality and fantasy. Oh boy. Yes. There was a lot going on, Denise. That's just, just like Leatherface is here. Uh, there's Will Ospreay's here. There's so many interesting and crazy wild moments. We're building the all in. Things are taking shape. They're announcing what exactly the matches are. But then there's some stuff that's just in here that's just like, okay. And we're 11 days away from mm-hmm. all in. And I yeah. can't believe we're officially here. I think it's still, it still hasn't even hit me that this is going to be like such a crazy show in terms of, you know, seeing all of these people in the building. It's going to be yeah. nuts. But you're going to be out there, right? Yeah, I'm going to be mm. there. I'm actually leaving on Tuesday. And so I'm really ready. And what sucks too, though, is that I was expecting to have like a lot of free time in London to like look around. All of a sudden, all these things are being added to my schedule. And I'm like, damn, bro, I ain't doing, I ain't going to have any fun. I'm going to go there and work. What did you expect? You know what's going to go on there. You know, everybody's like, oh, Denise is going to be out here. Get her on the line. Get her on the red carpet. Make sure she's out here making us look good because that's what she does. You're not mad about it, Denise. You know what time it is. I need to bring up that. I'm going to bring up something in just a second because I took 
took my favorite screenshot of Tony Khan ever today. Oh, Tony was that skit. <laughs> I was crying. When, they opened up, when he came out and he was talking to him, I haven't laughed that hard in a long time, I swear. I can't wait to get into that. All right, guys, let's get to it. Let's talk about what went down on this episode of AEW Dynamite. I'm going to kick it off because our super chats are rolling in. So let's get to it. Our first one here is from Doppelganger399, who says, when Adam Cole turns on MJF, the heat will be nuclear. Uh, we kind of saw a little tease of that here tonight where mm -hmm. Adam Cole kind of started getting a little ready, kind of looked like he was about to freaking super kick MJF. JF, it didn't happen, no. but you felt it there for a second. Yeah, I don't know how I felt about it, Denise. I don't because we're we got this tag match, right? And so we're all in on this. They just showed this long promo video that we watched. You watched them bond. I don't know if that was the right moment to tease it again. I'll take the tease or the execution at the match, but here in this moment, it didn't feel like it was needed. I get what you're saying. It did feel a little bit unexpected. We got a super chat here from Shy Town Spurs who says the Texas Chainsaw match was one of the worst things AEW has produced. I needed every year. It's true. We love a disaster. You ever sit down and watch a really bad reality TV show and think, oh my God, who the hell is wasting their time watching this? And you're sitting there going, this is great stuff. Yeah, right. You're the one. We're the ones. Everybody's like, it's awful and crazy and there's a lot going on, but there, it's needed sometimes. When it was happening, I was like, what in the world is going on here? But it's for somebody. Rafael Garcia says, Joker Sting, a very bad death match. I've missed TNA. <laughs> Straight up. That's what it felt like. And you throw Karen in there. I Ooh. mean, we're just getting, we got obviously Jeff Jarrett. We're just getting a whole bunch of stuff like that. We got um, Roberto Arsenal who says, Joker Sting and MJF Cole segment was perfect. Uh, Jake Nader 722 says, Texas Chainsaw. It's nice that they're willing to try something new, but personally, it's also nice if they learn from this and never try it again <laughs> darf steven 77 says leatherface is all elite i love the texas chainsaw death match the jarrets were perfect in this we are See? getting conflicting information yep. here from the people mm -hmm. uriel londero sends in a generous super chat saying yo that intro was lit let's fucking mm -hmm. go cali connection just showing some support and denise that cheetah interview probably one of my favorite that you've done uh oh, today's yeah. episode of dynamite was all over the place first of all thank you so much for showing that cheetah interview some love it is my most loved interview of all time, Reg, of all really? time. So I appreciate oh, yeah, that. Yeah, I've done so many Denise. interviews, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just this week, you've already put out hella interviews. Oh. Great job. Been hearing some really great feedback on that. You killed it out there. You guys talked about some great, interesting topics. And you're just on fire, Denise. Congrats. So in that case, you know what? Your Alan Darrow spent a little bit of money here. So I want to go ahead and might as well reveal this news. Tomorrow morning, everyone, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 12 yeah. noon Eastern. Mm -hmm. Guess who I'm dropping an interview with? What? Who? Who could it be, Denise? The whole effing show. Rob Van Come on, Dan. baby. Come on. We talked about RVD right here on this show. My favorite ECW wrestler of all time. I love it. It's amazing. It's great. 
I'm so excited for you, Denise. That's dope. Yeah, I shot that today. It went really good. It's coming out. It's about like 40 something minutes. We talk Ooh. about AEW. We get into some ECW stuff, some WWE stuff. Uh, we do lightning round. Uh, there's some interesting stuff in there that I think people will enjoy. Uh, so that's going to be dropping tomorrow. So thank you so Fire. much to Uriel Londeros. Delayed Grad says Texas Chainsaw is the match we didn't want or need, but we deserved per Tony. And then <laughs> Metalhead for life sends in a very nice super sticker so mm-hmm. um because a lot of our super chats are first about the whole situation with uh the texas chainsaw match let's go mm-hmm. ahead and get into that let's talk about what actually went down so we're gonna get started there please tell me what went down denise because i'm still confused <laughs> <laughs> okay so just imagine have you ever have you ever gone to like Halloween horror nights not scary fun, yeah yeah, that yeah, type yeah, of yeah. Stuff? Mm-hmm. okay imagine if you were allowed to wrestle in there with your friends and except that there wasn't really great, uh, you know, detailing this actual thing. That's what this was. So Mm -hmm. Jeff Jarrett versus uh, Jeff Hardy was announced and this was uh, promoted as a Texas, Texas chainsaw massacre death match. Now I've seen quite a few death matches in my Mm -hmm. day. I'm a Mm -hmm. fan of death matches. I wouldn't necessarily classify this one i guess a death match Mm-mm. to me this was Mm-mm. a horror maze match and for the most part i guess i didn't really know what my expectations of this really were because we'd never seen anything like this right this was a promotional thing mm. and clearly this was to promote as we know the texas chainsaw massacre and they start this match off jeff hardy comes in and he's got i just drooled <laughs> <laughs> That's what this match did to me, too. I was drooling the whole time. I was like, can you see that on camera? (laughs) You probably would have moved on. Nobody would have known. I know. (laughs) Denise slobbering on this show. This is what this match did to me. It's the psychedelics right now. They're all getting to me. Um, So this match kicks off. Jeff Hardy comes out and he's got really great, the really great makeup, by the way. I thought it really worked well for what they Mm -hmm. did here. And they basically started this match underneath one of the hallways um, within the area where like the crowd is. And they end up working their way through into the ring. The part in the actual hallway gets very messy. At this point, I'm like, where's Jeff Hardy? Isn't he supposed to be in this match? Because it's literally a melee of all of a sudden we see Satnam Singh come out. He starts choking Jeff Hardy up against the wall. We see freaking um, Matt Hardy, Isaiah Cassidy, Ethan Page. At one point, Matt Hardy busts out and uh, recreates the Carrie scene from the movie Carrie and pours a bunch of, I'm assuming, red blood, red paint. I don't know what it was on Jeff Jarrett. Mm. And then they're basically scared off. Karen Jarrett's there, by the way. And (laughs) they're scared off. They're running. They're trying to get out of this situation. Again, it's like a horror maze. They finally make their way out to the actual ring. And you got tables there and kendo sticks and just a bunch of nonsense. And this gets very, it's a little bit of everything. At this point, everybody's involved in this match. And at one point, we hear this like music but it's like a chainsaw music (laughs) song i don't know how to describe it and then leatherface comes out so Mm. he's all elite now he comes out with the chainsaw so he's all elite now (laughs) he's all elite so he comes out and he ends up chasing karen jarrett with the chainsaw and jeff hardy's distracted by this so then this basically allows for um Jay Lethal 
to hit Jeff Hardy with a hammer. And then afterwards, Satnam Singh choke slams him and they drag Jeff Jarrett's body onto him for the one, two, three. I did not make any of this up. That was all real. All of that happened. I was hoping that it was going to be Chainsaw Charlie when they started going off. I was like, oh, cool. Terry Funk's here. At least we're going to have like some kind of we're going to bring this around at the end. Terry Funk's going to hobble out here with the chainsaw. Everybody's going to go crazy. Nope. It's uh, Leatherface and not the really cool Leatherface from back in the Japanese days. that used to be a part of JCW that used to fight uh Freddy Krueger in Japan. Not that Leatherface. Another Leatherface that's just randomly here. Things are off the rails, Denise. At one point, Jared and uh, Karen are hiding, and it's like dark, and you can't see anything. It's like, okay, what show is this? Why is this going on? Where is Bray Wyatt? I'm waiting moments. I'm waiting. There's a bunny. Gotta be somewhere around here. Like, something's going to happen. Is that the fiend? I'm crazy. Like, I'm just waiting for him to come around the corner and be like, Gotcha, Reg. I knew you were going to be mad at this. I got you again. Here I am again to ruin your life. Bray Wyatt. You know what? There's a show next week, Denise. All in. I don't know what the hell this was, and that's where I'm going to leave it, because sometimes I'll be getting in trouble on this show. So, did you hate it? I can't. You can't. Wait. (laughs) Wait, Red, you're not willing to tell us if you hated this or not. I think you could see, by the way, that I described this on the scale of one to awful. This shit was god awful, trash, terrible. Keep it off of my screen. Never want to see it again. This is a Rampage match, and we watched it on Dynamite. You're building to the biggest wrestling show in the history of wrestling shows, they say, Denise. Like, there's no other wrestling show that's going to be bigger to this. We should be building to that. The greatest, one of the baddest wrestlers in the world. Just showed up to beat up an old Chris Jericho. Put him in a match. We should be watching him wrestle. Instead, we're watching a Bray Wyatt fucking horror match with zombies and 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 Leatherface, and they're dropping blood on people. Like, what is going on here? I thought we were building the Wembley Stadium. The Young Bucks are in the main event. This should be something going on. But I really understand, you know what I mean? Because I've seen a lot of people saying that they like this video game. Are you gonna buy this video game, Denise? It's a like video what? game? See, exactly. Look, I, didn't, I thought there it was it a is. movie. Boom. There it's it is. It's a movie, and I thought it was just like the fifth part or something coming Your out. Your promotion is wild. You nobody <laughs> even knows what you're promoting. You promoted a whole match. Say, what date? When does it come out? No, nobody even knew that you were promoting a video game. They thought you were promoting the movie. Come on, you guys. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw, the video game. Is what this was promoting. <laughs> All right. When's the video game come out? Did they say? I have no idea. <laughs> okay, then this was not a great promotion then. Because See? the point is, I was thinking like, okay, they're announcing some movie, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Who knows? Like, video I game. thought it was just one of those things where they redo the movie like 500 times. So I figured this was like the fifth Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. I saw one. I feel like you've seen one. You've seen them all, really, when it comes Dude. to that. Sorry if I insulted any video Texas game, Chainsaw. you guys. Yep massacre fans you know like <laughs> I, I personally i feel bad now because yeah. the whole point is that at the end of this i should have come out saying this is what they were promoting this is when it's coming out and this is whether or not i'm gonna go and buy it but with all of that being said though reg i'm gonna uh-huh. have to be the um this is why i didn't hate it and i'm gonna okay. be honest with you yeah. i didn't hate this because i'm not gonna come out here and say oh this was good 
Of course not. I'm not an idiot. But this was entertaining to me because it was just a freaking hot mess. It was this horror fest of a hot mess. And I wasn't supposed to take this seriously. This was supposed to be a joke. I got it. It was a joke. They have a, a show on TNT every Friday called Rampage, where you can get all the jokes off that you want. You can tell all the jokes are, but you got Matt Hardy backflipping with Reby Hardy. The Hardy clan could be in there. Her dad could be in there. All, everybody could be on there on Rampage. This is the flagship show. You're trying to compete with your other show, Collision, who everybody says is a better show. So you got to bring it. So now Collision is going to get these people out of here. Denise, let me ask you a question. You think if Leatherface would have showed up on Saturday to Collision that CM Punk would have let him go out there? Absolutely <laughs> not. He would have said, Leatherface, let me talk to you over here for a little bit. You know I'm CM Punk? Do you know I saw your Twitter? I saw what you said about me, bro. Back to the hotel. He would not have been on this show if Chicago made Punk was back there. But look what we got going on over here on Dynamite. We got Weatherface over here with his chainsaw and Karen Jerry. Bet so you won't be Reg, seeing that on Saturday. So, Reg, are you saying we need CM Punk on Wednesdays? Look, regulators mount up. CM Punk is front and center to get you in shape. Some trash shows up. CM Punk's like, hey, bro, you're not about to be eating sandwiches over here on the collision side. Pack it up, bro. You're out of here. That's what would have happened to Leatherface. But instead, they were like, we, if we know if we put it on Dynamite, then Bill ain't going to say nothing about this. Can't do anything over here. We put it on Saturday. We get chewed out. Okay, here's my real honest to God question. <laughs> this is the most serious question I'm ever going to ask in my life. Too. Do you think CM Punk would let Leatherface into catering? No. He wouldn't be able to come anywhere. He would have saw that chainsaw and said, if Terry Funk ain't behind this chainsaw, get whoever is in here out of here. So look, I'm not, I feel like I just got buried in this because you made such Wait. great points and I don't have anything to argue you. I, mean, I have nothing other than say that, you know what? I didn't take this seriously. <laughs> it's a promotion. And it was kind of nice to have a little bit of a silly, stupid break during the show. You know, oh, everything's yeah. always I'm, I'm so totally, serious. I'm clowning. Like, you need stuff like this. I, like, sometimes you have to have Red, something stick dumb to and your silly. Guns. Red, no, stick man, I'm all over guns. the place. I'm like a politician. I'm just like, okay, Denise is. I'm agreeing, too. Actually, that was pretty good. You guys Red, have fun? We all had fun. We're having fun. Reg. Reg, you're allowed to say what you want to say. All right. That shit was trash, Denise. The worst thing I've ever seen in my whole life since I watched Raw on Monday. Let's move on. Damn, even got raw somehow got buried in all of this. <laughs> all right. Well, for the people that did enjoy it for what it was, someone on I Twitter said it perfectly. It was that car wreck, that train wreck, whatever you hell you, whatever yeah. wreck you want to see, that you can't not look away from, right? Yeah. We get it. We all tend to look that direction. It's just human nature. And that is literally what this match was, except that. That's not entertaining to see, but this was entertaining to see because it was silly. Uh, it was neurotic. And again, it made me feel like I was on drugs or something. So it was a nice <laughs> little break. Something and we different. know Denise doesn't do drugs. So like if anything could get her into that, it's funny. And let's do it again. Unless I was medically like, you know, required. Unless, you had to be. Yeah, yeah, Unless totally. I was required to. But mm -hmm. it, And also the other thing that I want to say, too, is that as stupid as it may sound, in like a couple of months, come back on a random dynamite. Please surprise me. I welcome the viewers to ask me if I'm going to remember uh, Leatherface chasing out Karen Jarrett 
with a chainsaw. And Do you, know you think that'll be the be? number one thing you remember from this show? If somebody's like, hey, you remember that one show, Denise? You'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that Jeff, Jared, and Karen. They tore it up. <laughs> Watch that be the first thing. Like, hey, Denise, do you remember what show that Will Ospreay attacked Chris Jericho in? <laughs> no. Was that the one with Leatherface in it? Come yeah. back and ask me. Come back and ask me in a while from now. And I'm going to yeah. remember that. I'm going to remember it. For people that uh, were fans of WCW, if you're a fan of that, I was going to say somebody just said in the chat, that's how RoboCop was too. And it wasn't looked back fondly after nine months. People were like, you remember RoboCop? That was the worst thing they ever done. Two years later, hey, WCW's having a good time. Hey, you guys remember RoboCop? That was the worst thing they ever done. That's how it's going to be. It's a stigma that could be stuck. We still talk about the ECW zombie. We still talk about those zombies that Miz had a match with. Like anytime you say zombies, you're like, oh my God, remember that one time? We're still talking about the pitch black match. Don't get me started. Please right. don't get me started. <laughs> All right, let's get into these super chats. Delayed grad says, for real, I swear I saw Uncle Howdy in the I'm back saying. doing lines during that match. I'm saying. <laughs> Wasn't just me. Bro, at this point, I don't think Uncle Howdy can do a line. Do you no. remember that freaking spot that he had at the oh, Royal he's dead. Rumble? Yeah, a lot of people died in this match. He could have been one of them. He's probably doing zigzags. All right. <laughs> Shy Towns first says, very nice of the elite to allow collision roster members to perform on Wednesdays. They're, they're clearly pro-refugee, unlike a certain Chicago man. Oh, man, guys. Any of this is coming up. Will Chisholm, thank you so much, Shy Towns first, by the way, for your mm -hmm. super chat. Will Chisholm, uh, thank you so much for hopping in. Will says, I'm sorry, this was bad. My four-year-old daughter look at, looked at me and asked my dad, why, Why are you watching <laughs> this? Did Bray Wyatt direct this? Oh, that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Look, man, if someone, if one of, I'll be honest mm. with you guys, if if one of my friends, one of my non-wrestling friends would have walked in on me or been in the same room as I was watching this, I would have came on here with a whole different See? story. I would have been here like, oh, that exactly. was so embarrassing. My friend saw that. Exactly. That's like when they say at cinema, it's like if somebody wasn't it, that didn't watch pro wrestling, watch this, they'd be like, this is the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen in my life. So keep the cinemas, you guys. Thankfully, I'm watching wrestling and closed doors and, and no one is watching it with <laughs> exactly. me. So there's that. Uh, Grapple Geekery sends in a super chat saying a very generous one, by the way. Thank you very much. Says the CM Punk BS and the continuing lazy booking of the women's division hung over tonight's show for me. Max was great, but Hanger's promo bummed me out because of what happened Saturday. The CM Punk drama can stop any time now. So uh, let's get into that for a second because Grapple mm -hmm. Geekery did spend a nice little amount here. So I do want to go ahead and take some time with this. Um. Reg, you're reading. Keep in mind, these there was a hybrid of reports from yeah. multiple places. You have the Observer, you had Fightful, you had uh, PW Torch, you had House of Wrestling. You just had a lot of different information coming in here. And basically, just to summarize, is that you know CM Punk does have a lot more power than maybe a lot of people anticipated over on the Collision side. And let's be real: if you don't, if you have an issue, or he doesn't see fit to have you on the show, or whatever the situation is, uh, there's a good chance that you're going to be axed out and. There's different situations, different stories involving uh, Christopher Daniels, Hangman Page, um, Matt Hardy, Isaiah Cassidy, Ryan Nemeth. And then there was the drama with Jungle Boy. There's a lot of names here, but they were all kind of a little I think bit. You different. named everybody from the Texas death match right now that was in there <laughs> earlier. You named half, half the people that were in that match were in this. Yeah. You know, different, uh, different, you know, different situations that occurred. Right. But um, what's your make of all of this? right now 
based on the information that's put out there. And keep in mind, by the way, I should add this too, that when it came to Hangman Page, though, um, it's been uh, the latest information is that CM Punk did not have anything to do with that. So putting that out there. Yeah. It, it's a lot, Denise. It's too much at this point. I just want to get to All In and see this great show. I just want to, like the other day when it came out, what it was like Monday or something when this news came out, I was like, I don't want, I don't, I can't anymore. I can't take in, I can't next week there come out another story of CM Punk putting somebody against the wall and shaking them down. Like, dude, we got to just get to the wrestling. I'm tired of these rumors and report as somebody who has to talk about wrestling a lot on podcasts. And I enjoy it very much. I don't want to come on here and talk about rumors and something that I didn't see. So if you keep giving me something that I didn't see that I have to go off, rumors and reports and news. I don't want to talk about this because I can't sit here and speculate. I can't take sides because I don't know anything about anybody. I can't agree with, I can't do anything. All I can do is come on here and say, yo, it's pro wrestling. You guys get it to the out here. But the things that keep coming out just get so far away from it. I am tired of it. Somebody was tweeting me like, hey, Reds, where you been? I can't look at this anymore. I can't look at everybody have an opinion on it. I can't, I just can't, you guys. I care about fucking flips that's all i care about i want to see what happens on the show as somebody who has to talk about it i don't want to talk about that dude i want to talk about what you did on here because pure speculation doesn't do anything for anybody we're all just sitting here blah 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 yapping 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 and i don't want to man i want to talk about this wrestling show there's going to be eighty thousand people that denise is going to go sit with next week we should be talking about that not about cm punk and Dolph ziggler's little brother i don't care so you made a lot of great points. I get that. Uh, to totally understand it. I think for me, um, I think every situation's different, right? And there, I find myself siding with CM Punk a lot. And I know the chat's going to be like, what the fuck? Because I know the popular thing is just to automatically go against CM Punk, right? Because a lot of people see him as the bad guy. And a lot of people, uh, you know, just, just automatically just dismiss and don't even like, care to even try to see what each scenario is there are times where i do agree in the sense that um let's be real cm punk is a big star he's yeah. a big star okay yeah. and i know people make jokes about you know tony khan bending over backwards for him and this and that dude you're in tony Khan's situation you got yourself a big star you're gonna do things to uh you know appease that person that's just the way right. that it is it's like that mm -hmm. everywhere it's like that everywhere and when it comes to politics in pro wrestling Anybody who thinks that just because someone comes up to you and smiles in your face, that they're not saying things behind your back, you're nuts to think that, okay? Because there is a lot of politics. Um, and some people, I think, are more upfront, and some people do it behind your back. I think based on, this is literally just based on reports and stories that have come out. I feel CM Punk is more of in your face. We have a problem. I'm going to direct it to you, to your face, and we're going to talk about this, and we're going to sort this out versus maybe just being like, hey, you know, we're good friends. Yeah. Everything's great, you know? And mm -hmm. so I do kind of see that I think people are different, you know? People are going to handle situations differently. If you got beef with somebody, if someone sends out some shitty-ass tweet, 
we're going to handle it differently. Reg, you're going to handle it differently. I'm going to handle it differently. Some of us might be like Hangman Page where, you know what? We don't say anything. We disconnect from it. Fuck it. Move on. And then some of us are going to be like CM Punk where we're like, no, you know what? We're going to take care of this. And I feel like that's been some of the things that I think people are just seeing anything that any story related to CM Punk and then just disregard everything to be against him versus actually trying to maybe dissect and see each scenario yeah. differently, right? Do I Definitely. agree with everything? Of course not. Of course yeah. not. I think there's there's multiple sides to each and every single story. Each and mm. every single story. There's going to be the good guy. There's going to be bad guy. Shit, there's going to be a mix of both in the same story. And so I do think that that is something that we should take account uh, of, you know? See yeah. both sides of it instead of just totally. completely dismissing it. Um, there was a lot of interesting stuff that I think came out of the the stuff with CM Punk this weekend, uh, mm-hmm. even just with the situation regarding um, Jack Perry. I thought that was interesting. And one of the quotes that I don't know if people are really talking about, but this was part of Fightful's report where um, one of the things was um, that he was talking about people on the roster not wanting to work as hard. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting. And I didn't see... Well, I don't know if people were talking about it on Twitter. Maybe I didn't look hard enough, but I didn't see a lot of people, you know, really talk about that portion of it. And I thought that was very interesting. So there's a lot here that I we have more we have more questions than we do answers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about the whole thing. Like I like I'm not even mad about the way that CM Punk handled it. I'm mad that like they all gossip about it, him included, like the get the elephant out the fucking room. Like he goes and talks to these people too. It's like, you can't pitch something at one place and be like, why are you guys doing this? Why are you guys doing this to me? And then go and do it. It's just like, bro, like, is, is it all fair game or is it no fair game? It can't be half of it. It has to be all of it. That's where I'm landing at with it. Fight you guys get the cage back there. Tony Khan, let these guys just go at it so we can move on. I just want to see some wrestling. Denise. They just need to let their anger out now at this point. Have it, have it off. Deal with it. Confrontation. All right. Well, well, all I know is that I'm expecting more stories. Uh, honestly, of course. John Deller sends in another generous super chat saying, "Don't forget the title, Jared. Put around his face, his waist. Excuse me, his <laughs> waist, bro. Wait, he put a title. I didn't even see it. There was so much going on. Like, at bro, what this point? is fucking nuts. Yeah, I don't I know. Didn't see something about that, by the way, that he had said something about a championship for this, but then they didn't really like. I didn't see them really push this on social media. Was there like a Texas Chainsaw Championship or something? Yeah, I saw something about that, but I don't think they like really, really nailed it in. At least in my opinion, maybe I wasn't. Maybe I was too like hyped up on everything else that was going on. But John Deller, thank you so much for bringing this up. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm guessing this is just gonna maybe it's gonna take over and be the new gimmick bout. But for the you know instead of the FTW Championship, all of a sudden <laughs> Jeff Jarrett's gonna be this death. What what are they officially calling it? Texas Chainsaw? What are they doing? Texas Chainsaw Deathmatch Champion. The whole thing? Yeah. Yeah. What oh, you mean? Shit. <laughs> oh, my I God. I don't know if this is real, you guys. Is it real? No, everyone's saying Leatherface Championship, a title bout with Leatherface with Leatherface on That's it. That's just the Fiend's belt. Now the y'all front. are wilding. Wait, this really happened? How did I not see this? Oh, I missed Bro. it. I'm glad I missed it. I hope I miss it again. Oh, my God, this is nuts. All right, let's press on from here. Um, Will Chisholm says that damn Slim Jim Battle Royal was better, sadly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that Slim Jim Battle Royal was very fun, was actually. Yeah. yeah, that was very fun. 
Brent M says, reminded me of concession stand bra um, right before Forbidden Door. That was fun. I had a good time with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was pretty. That was kind of like the same plunder, but the lights were on for more of it. So it felt better. Mike T90K sends in a super chat saying, hey, Denise, what a weird and wild dynamite tonight. Tonight, CM Punk was <laughs> Leatherface. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Uh, that's funny. That's really if funny. all of a sudden we get a report that the Bucks fought with Leatherface, everyone's going to know what the hell went down. I hope not. <laughs> hope so because i need i need i need news for these videos guys honestly at the end of the show where ftr came and made the save i was like how funny would it be if like cm punk was just with them like what would they what would they do if like he was just there like running behind them like he just slid in the ring like what would the bucks do slide out like this is real the montreal screw drop again i don't know at this point i have no idea we got leatherface tonight chasing karen jarrett with a chainsaw anything can happen chai town spurs says what's way better than a 25 minute cm punk main event in my opinion and then uh troy palette says damn it denise i thought you announced an interview with leatherface oh that'd be sick denise try to get that hey i'll try i'll do my best mm -hmm. my t90k says i died when satnam came out of came out in overalls yeah mm -hmm. the they they've been doing that now they did that in that one skit um, when they went to Mark Briscoe's farm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was dope. Mm -hmm. um, all right. And then also 554K has been a member for three months, just as we hope that he hopes we're doing well. Uh, we you. are. Thank you. David Reed says Nigel as one of BCC's mystery partners. We'll get into that in just a second um, as mm -hmm. who we think the mystery partners might be. Ryan Cordes says $25 more to follow if you both say CM Punk is charm and soft. <laughs> <laughs> Reg, you willing to take one for the team? CM Punk is Charmin Soft. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. You don't know what Charmin is? No, what is that? The toilet paper. <laughs> Charmin Ultra Soft with the little bears on it? I'm Charmin Clean or something. I'm Charmin Soft. We have really disgusting commercials. Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, those are so cute. <laughs> yeah, it's like about bears wiping their butts. It's pretty cute. It could be worse. They could show actual humans wiping their butts. Mm, you know, could be worse. Yeah. Eloquent says wrestling tribalism apparently extends backstage to SMH. I hate it here. LOL. Eloquent. Yeah. Will Chisholm sends in a super chat saying that match was as bad as the Seth Rollins versus Ray Mysterio. I for a nine match. Remember that kids. Oh, I remember that. That was, that was interesting. Yeah. Was that pandemic? That was I pandemic. tried to erase a lot pandemic, of that out of right? my brain. Yeah. 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 Mm -mm. All right. And then uh, we got another super chat here from Sheldon Jackson, who says, I'm just so effing done with the elite and punk drama. Y'all are grown men acting like they're five years old. Man up and act like it. Uh, not some cowards. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious. Uh, how would you handle this, Reg? If you were in this situation, what do you do? You guys avoid each other forever or you confront each other? Uh, I don't know. It's so complicated. Honestly, there's so much going on that behind the scenes that a lot of people that don't know that affect what can happen here um but like at the end of the day it's pro wrestling and i'd be like get you guys are gonna fight on camera if you guys are gonna fight because i'm about to make money off of this all right and we got a very generous super chat from ryan cordes ryan thank you so much for this honestly that was very kind of you. you you didn't have to we appreciate this a whole lot though uh reg you're getting a bonus today congratulations <laughs> all i had to do was put it on the line for charming baby with the bears. <laughs> hey, maybe we might get Charmin to sponsor this podcast now. I'm, I'm Charmin. I'm Charmin mm -hmm. Clean. Or I, I don't remember how the song goes. Whatever. <laughs> oh my um, god, I don't think I've ever heard that song. Dude, it's everywhere. 
It's everywhere. <laughs> How have you not heard I'm it? Charming Queen. Nuh uh. I like, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure someone in the chat, please hook me up here with the actual lyrics. Like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure those are the lyrics. Uh, mm -hmm. But Ryan Cordes, seriously, thank Appreciate you so much. That. And we send you over some uh, some good some good karma, your direction. Um, Ryan, thank you very much. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and press on from this because there's still so much we haven't even covered. We spent 36 mm -hmm. freaking minutes on this freaking leather face stuff. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and get into another hot topic. And that is... The Don Callis, Chris Jericho situation. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of important because this leads into a match that has been uh, put out there for All In. So Chris Jericho basically comes out and says he is going to be part of Don Callis's family. They hug yep. it out. They're about to go drink and celebrate at the bar. But you pretty much sense that something was going down. There was a photo in the ring that was covered with a black drape and Jericho takes a notice of it. And he asks Don like, Hey, what's in this photo? And Don's like, Oh, don't worry about it. It's cool. It's cool. You don't got to worry about it. But Jericho's curious. So he takes out the little sheet and in it is a picture, an art of Don Callis holding up Chris Jericho's beheaded head. Mm -hmm. And so Jericho's like, what the hell? Why would you do this? Did you think I wasn't going to side with you? And Don Callis is like, no, he calls him a narcissistic egomaniac and they go back and forth and Jericho starts telling him that he has nobody left, that he has no family, no friends. This goes on for a while, okay? Mm -hmm. And then finally, out of nowhere, Kanoshke Takeshita shows up with a chair and attacks Chris Jericho. And then Will Ospreay comes out, and that mm -hmm. was like the big moment. He comes out, takes out Jericho, hits him with a chair as well. Then they both hold him down, and Don Callis gets that big giant frame and smashes it over Chris Jericho's head, um, busting him open. And then um, Sammy Guevara runs out there, because Sammy Guevara, like we mentioned last week, still has a soft spot for or Chris Jericho comes out, helps him out. Later on, we get a um, a backstage portion segment, segment whatever, uh, with Chris Jericho challenge, challenging Will Ospreay officially for All In. So, what'd you make of this whole thing? Surprisingly, I like this a lot. I thought the execution of it with uh, there was a lot of twists and turns that I thought they executed it pretty good like Jericho first just being like yeah actually I will join you Don like you convinced me like I they turned their back on me you never turned your back on me we've been down for a long time let's do it I like it and that good surprise Don being like oh no for reals like you really into it all of it was great Don trying to get him out of the ring really quickly and Jericho being like but like what's up with that what's over there draped up over there and then them making the reveal and showing the great art. Mel Coleman always destroys it on the, uh, the painting. She did it again. This is really cool execution. I thought everybody was really good here. Jericho coming in and being like, bro, you be talking all this, but we know exactly who you are. I only got down with you. Cause I was like that too, but I'm not like that anymore. Sammy making the save. Will Ospreay is here, Denise. I know. Listen, I would have rather seen Will Ospreay versus Omega again or Will Ospreay versus Swerve or Will Ospreay in some amazing match. We're not going to get it. So, look, next best thing is Will Ospreay against anybody because he is, like, the best wrestler in the world and could have a great match with anybody. So he's going to be here. We're going to watch him against Chris Jericho, and it's going to be awesome. That's how I'm leaving this because we can't just be mad the whole time, like, and mad when it's happening and mad when Ospreay's doing his thing. He's talked about this being a dream match, Denise, like, as – Crazy as we are about Chris Jericho and how things have gotten, 
he still is a legend and he still is a person that a lot of people want to wrestle. So it's great for Will Ospreay. It's going to be a fun match regardless. And it's cool to see Ospreay here on Dynamite. I think my only thing that I want to nitpick here at for a second is that to me, John Callis not expecting Chris Jericho to join his family didn't make sense to me because the last couple of weeks, it feels like Don Callis has been very positive that this thing okay. is going to happen. Even last week, he was like, oh, my God, awesome. I'm going to take care of everything. Like, don't worry. I got this. We're going to celebrate. And he did not at any point give any indication that he had doubt that Chris Jericho was going to be joining him. So I kind of felt like that portion of it came out of nowhere for me. He and might have been playing off the history of Chris Jericho. Just if, like, if you know Chris Jericho, you kind of know where this is going. And Chris Jericho immediately said, like, I don't join factions, I create them. Don Callis is pretty smart. As bad as we want to rap as we want to put on him, is he's conniving, he's all this. Also super smart. He knows every, he knew every move that was going to be made here. I think it's a lot smarter move. He knew that this was going to lead to that. Not even in, like, it's a wrestling. Somebody wrote it on a script like Don Callis, the wrestling character, knew where this was going to lead. Okay, I like that. I'll take your explanation over this because I personally didn't feel like they gave us any sort of tease or any besides the one line, besides the one yeah. line from Chris Jericho that happened a couple of weeks ago about him saying that he doesn't uh, join factions, that he creates them. Aside mm -hmm. from that, that was really it. But Will Ospreay versus Chris Jericho is most likely happening um, at All In. And I'm, I'm, I feel like the stakes are definitely going to be high in terms of people are going to be the people are going to be one are going to want to be ready to trash this match if it sucks. Like if it yeah. sucks, people are not going to shy away from they trashing can't it. Wait, <laughs> right, right. So I do hope that it's a good match. I hope yeah. that it doesn't feel like a throwaway type of situation. But then again, you're completely right on this when you said that not only is this a dream match for Osprey, but also being in there with Chris Jericho, who regardless of however people feel, is a big name. Yeah, and Jericho, uh, not for nothing, like throughout the ring of honor title run that he had and a lot of stuff this year. Like if he can, if he needs to have a big match, he'll have it. And like the big biggest match wrestler right now is against Will Ospreay. So I, I don't have a doubt in my mind that it's going to be a great match. Also, I want to take a second to welcome brand new DWO member, Aaron Garcia. Hey, Aaron, welcome to up, the Aaron? channel. Dude, mm -hmm. thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate that a whole lot. Um, Mike T90K sends in a super chat saying, as a huge Jericho fan, I would have booked a 15-minute Jericho Sting match at All oh. In. Instead, I'm not wasting Osprey like that. He's too good, man. And we did get a little bit of a tease, you know, with Jericho mm -hmm. and Sting. So they could have probably gone that direction. That would have been, like, with the UK crowd, that would have went over pretty huge. But I understand why they didn't. Right, right. All right. Thank you so much to Mike T90K for also sending in that super chat. We got another one here from Sheldon Jackson who says, man, Osprey is going to be busy next weekend, starting on Friday at the Copper Box Arena for Rev Pro's 11-year anniversary against Shingo. And then the next day at All In against Chris Jericho, just damn. I yeah. feel like this is honestly probably a norm for Osprey at this yeah, point. Yeah, no, he, he wrestles in New Japan. He's done G1. This is like, okay, Jericho on one day and then Shingo the next, or Shingo one day and Jericho the next. That's like like a walk in the park but shingo is going to beat his ass for sure before that right um thank you so much to sheldon jackson here for sending this in and this is something hey, from the brindle boxer who says no jericho turned babyface tonight you didn't realize do we see jericho as a babyface now because he was supposed to be the babyface in this situation he was outnumbered he got hit in the head with the frame he was gonna 
side with Don Callis. I don't necessarily, he doesn't scream baby face to me, but I yeah. get the, I get the subtleties. Like there are some people that cheered in the crowd when he started going in on Don and kind of when the things were happening, but like, I just can't see it. Like everybody's going to uh, boo Don regardless. And I just can't see people immediately being in on face Jericho because face Jericho just isn't Hill Jericho is the only way to go at this point. Nobody wants to cheer that guy. Like it's, it's good to like boo him, but I get it. Like he still wants to get more royalties for Judas. So like being baby face is where it's at. Like you see what they did tonight. They actually cut Judas for the first time ever. Thank God. I'm, I'm over the song. I'm sorry. I know it's a fun song to sing, but I, I'm a little over it. Denise, it's been, this is probably like the 255th time we've heard it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's for I like I don't some people like go to the gym and they're like Judas in my mind like I mean this is just me hearing it on the TV so many times I can't anymore. I was gonna say the same thing. I have not once at all, and I add every song to my Spotify. Not <laughs> once have I added Judas to my Spotify. I'm like nah, bro. I'm gonna listen to that a hundred times when I watch AEW. Mm-hmm. I don't need to listen to Judas on Spotify. Right. Um, let's go ahead and get into Kenny Omega and everything that went down with that. So. We had a sit-down interview with him and Jim Ross, and he's talking about how all of the nice things that Don Callis has done for him. And during this interview, he is attacked by Bullet Club Gold. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, I love me a good surprise attack. They get him with a two-by-four on the back. They hit him with a pipe. They tie him down. They choke him. You name it, they did it. Uh, It was very, very fun. They're mocking him, calling him the god of pro wrestling. And then we get a promo from Hangman Adam Page. And then in this, we basically uh, learn of a brand new match that is being made or that's officially happening at all. And so let me go ahead and uh, pull up the little graphic the here. Graphic. If my vision is good. There you go. Whoop. Oh, Kenny there Omega, it is. Hangman Adam Page, Kota Ibushi versus Kanoshki Takeshita, JY Andrews Robinson is officially set for all in. And uh, how do you think... I'm honestly looking forward to this match. I think that this one's going to be really action packed. I'm ready for it. Uh, I know that there was a couple of people that were a little bit upset on social media when this match was rumored to be happening a couple weeks ago, because I don't know why really, but there was a lot of people that were kind of upset. I'm not dude. These are all big guys in terms of, you know, they're all important people. They're all people I care about. And I think they're going to put on a phenomenal match. I think people were expecting Kenny Omega to have a one-on-one match and people that we were leading to potentially rumors, things that, that Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson is of course out with the broken arm. So we can't do that. They pivoted to the next best thing. We always wanted to see, we've been wanting for a while to see Kenny and Kota team up again, having hangman there on the other side is Takeshita who's had this beef with Kenny Omega for a long time and the bang bang gang who, Jay White, his whole run in uh, New Japan was talking that shit to Kenny Omega and telling him that he's better than him, better Bullet Club member, better than him at all of this stuff. So here's your time to prove it. All these guys are amazing. Could you, which, what kind of a match would you expect with these six guys? The biggest show of all time. Like it's going to hit. This segment was really fun. I liked it a lot. Uh, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Friday, Denise, but yes, Friday Debo, one and two. Debo, Debo comes in Debo. and knocks out Red and Red's dad there. And uh, Debo says, you want some of this too, old man? That happened to Jim Ross 
and this thing. Jim Ross is standing in the back like, I do not want some of this too, old man. You guys handle that. I'm going to just stand over here. That's a slobber knocker, but I don't want no parts of that. Really fun stuff. I'm happy for, I think, uh, on the backs of this, Jay White and Juice Robinson, they earned this spot with what they've been doing over there on Collision, Denise. Like, think of the year that Jay White has had. Like, we thought for a long time that he was going to go to WWE. Like, that was our initial thing is like, you know, this guy's going to probably confront Cody Rhodes at the end of WrestleMania or something. Like, there's all kind of rumors that started. Nope, didn't happen. He had the loser leaves New Japan match. Shows up here in AEW, and it's packed with heels, Denise, and people that are already kind of established to the AEW fan base. Some people don't know about Jay White's uh, New Japan run, so they're just like, who's this guy? Like, why, do, why should we care about him? He's given everybody a reason to care about him every single week on Collision, and I think he's earned a big moment like that. So that's probably what I'm the happiest about them now to this match, that Juice and Jay destroyed it. They had one of the best tag team matches of the year. Now they're going to have this giant match at the biggest wrestling show of all time, which I think is super dope. Right. And, you know, it's funny because you mentioned how there's some people that might not get why, you know, Jay White is going to be put in a situation like this or why he's been booked the way that he has. Right. Mm -hmm. There was also, you know, complaints that Jay White hadn't been booked when he first got to AEW, hadn't been booked booked up to his standard. Right. Right. Because Jay White was doing a lot of big things Mm -hmm. and it kind of felt like his start in AEW sort of felt a little bit like a step down. And so I feel like it's one of those situations where you can't really please both sides. But I'm I'm going to be honest with you i was on the side that AEW needed to book jay white better (laughs) i was on that boat i'm gonna be collision was great for him just to be able to kind of get away from the the big pool that dynamite is and just establish like who is this guy let him talk let him have these great matches let him have that character and do everything that brought him to prominence in new japan and it's shown and here you go right here so collision i know i've talked to a couple AEW wrestlers that are like collisions have been a godsend like we wouldn't be what we are if it wasn't for collision we still be you know in space somewhere so exactly and like even just thinking of that match with ftr like even just think about that like even that's just like one thing and that's been really great so yeah i think you're definitely Mm -hmm. right aw collision has done a lot for a lot of people uh and i've loved the focus that it's done for the bullet club gold and i've even started to like i haven't even told you this reg since i don't get to talk about them as often uh i mainly talk about them on the collision post show but I'm starting to, you know, be a little bit of a fan of the guns, of this version of the guns on Bullet Club Gold. I know, Reg, I didn't like them before. I didn't like them before. I'm starting to dig them as part guys, of Bullet Club Gold. I have Gold. an opening on Wednesday night. It's post-Dynamite. If you guys need a podcaster, I'm out of here. <laughs> Reg, come host, on. There are a lot more right here on TV, on your They're internet, on YouTube. more tolerable. Reg, am I not right? Are they not more tolerable? Yes, totally. I mean, come on. I know. All right. Now you're just lying to me. Listen, if you see him tonight, like what happened tonight in the main event against the best tag team of all time, of course, they're going to be tolerable because the best tag team of all time takes any tag team out to prominence and has them have a great match. The match wasn't even that great. That's how trash the guns are. If you can't get a great match out of the Young Bucks, you have to be asleep on the mic. Your dad has to be Billy Gunn, and you guys have to butcher the great hip-hop song by the great 50 Cent, the rapper, Mini Men. This is where we get when you guys guess these little jokers up. It's all your fault. It's all your fault. 
So Reg is clearly not a fan of the guns. All right, moving on from here. It's not happened yet for you. All I'm saying is that I'm leaning more towards that direction. I'm tolerating them, okay? I'm tolerating them. I wasn't even there. I wasn't even there before. I couldn't stand the guns. I was like, it was, you know, but now I'm I'm warming into it. All right, Delayed Brad sends in a super chat saying, Juice Robinson is like the cocaine and Four Loco had a baby. He grew on on me in huge ways and I loved his act now. I was not expecting to read that sentence today, That's delayed grats. Yeah, wild mix. Cocaine and four loco. My mm-hmm. God. My mm-hmm. God. Um, but anyways, <laughs> uh, you know, Juice Robinson, like I was a fan of Juice Robinson for like, you know, a while, but yeah. then recently I kind of felt like it was just a little bit bland where I wasn't really caring for Juice Robinson and what he was doing on TV. And again, since collision and everything they've been doing there it's been working it's starting to feel like before i kind of felt like he was benefiting from being aligned with juice with jay white and jay white was not really like you know he wasn't getting anything in return from that Mm -hmm. and so now i'm not seeing it that way anymore now it's like he's a he's holding his own weight as yes yeah and that i mean it's a tough task coming in because like Jay White, as well as I talked about, already had like all this fare and all this. He had something to live up to. And then so to kind of be double that because it's like, well, who's this guy like? Well, who's the other guy like? So to kind of have to like do double to, to establish your name and to be able to execute that is really a testament to both these guys. And Juice Robinson, who, uh, you know, uh, was in that new Japan system for a long time learning. And I think brought what that, what he learned over here and executed pretty well, man. Shout out to those guys. Yeah. Hey, you started it. Both these guys. Give it up, baby. All right. And let's go ahead and move along from here. We got another super chat. This one's from demon murder. I didn't write anything, but thank you so much to demon murder for taking the time uh, to send in this super chat again. Much appreciated to everybody. Seriously. Um, all right. And let's go ahead and move along from here. Cause there's still so much to get into and let's kick it off with what kicked off the show. Actually, mm. uh, orange Cassidy versus Wheeler Yuta for the international title. Uh, we do see orange Cassidy retain, but what we need to talk about is what happened afterwards because yep. afterwards, uh, we it was we should have known from from this point on that this show was going to be loco because there was just a lot that freaking went down. Um, Orange Cassidy gets the win. After this, he gets jumped by the BCC because they had already been out there. And we even saw Orange Cassidy do the paradigm shift right in front of John Moxley during this match. Mm-hmm. Then the best friends come out. They run out there and help find off the BCC. But then the Lucha Brothers come out. Eddie Kingston comes out. And at this point, you've come to realize that the Blackpool Combat Club has made a lot of enemies. Yep. And we then lead into another match that has been made for... Wembley Stadium, and here it is. We are mm-hmm. going to be getting a stadium stampede. I cannot believe it. I'm so excited because I love the stadium stampede. We're gonna be getting one in London. That means new toys to play with, um, new new environments. I think this is gonna be really fun. So here's the big thing we need to talk about. It's gonna be the Blackpool Combat Club versus um Best Friends, Orange Cassidy, Lucha Bros, and Eddie Kingston. And they are going to have three mystery partners. Mm. There's two that I feel very strongly are going to be the mystery partners. I'm thinking it's definitely got to be Santana and Ortiz. Like, you there ain't so? no way. Like, there ain't no way that it can't be Santana and Ortiz. And I'm on, asked- the, on BCC side. Yes. 
Yes. Like Hmm. I feel it in my bones with this one. And I went and I asked people on Twitter and there was a bunch of people on Twitter saying the exact same thing, man, the exact same thing. And I want to go back to that earlier super chat that we had um, from somebody that was asking about um, who we thought it was going to be. So I'll pull it up right now. I'm looking for it. But um, Reg, what did you make of all of this? Are you as excited as I am? There's three uh, mystery opponents for a BCC, which makes it a little bit more interesting. Is it going to be a trios? Somebody saying Dark Order in the chat. I wouldn't think so, but I don't know. They've been building to a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. Somebody did say David Reed earlier said Nigel uh, as one of BCC's mystery partners. I wouldn't think so. Uh, See, that's what you guys are making some good choices. I see homicide in the chat, but I'm like on the other side, these are people that are going to fight against uh, you. Go don't them to fight against Eddie Kingston. Like Eddie Kingston is not going to fight homicide. Like that's his boy. That's his brother. Might be a good way to distract him though. It could be, I don't know. I I understand. Where's pack play in this thing. Like we haven't seen him. He's out of here. Huh? I don't know how long he's going to be out for. Mm. I have no idea. This is, uh, it, it's interesting, but I love that they announced that it's going to be a stadium stampede match. Uh, it's going to be crazy to see what they do with all this space, what they do with all any, any of this. And uh, having Edding Kingston back after his G1 run and the things that he's done there, maybe he's going to beat Claudio for the Ring of Honor championship at some point. There's a lot of good that comes out of this. But yeah, Santana and Ortiz, Denise, that's pretty... Uh, pretty interesting takes if they are going to come back if they're going to be reunited like it's a it's a lot to take in with that because they you know obviously we know their history with that and mm-hmm. so that's why to me like it feels like it's going to be them but um mm. i don't know who the third person would be though I like know. i feel like this one's really up in the air and i was looking at the graphic you know how the graphics always look like they're <laughs> kind of giving something right. away somebody there had like hair but then i'm like okay uh you know freaking Ortiz has like, you know, he could have sometimes when he wears the bandana and he has the hair coming down. Mm-hmm. It looks like the hair is flat from the top, but then there's some right here on the bottom. <laughs> Did you notice this when you're looking? Watch, look at this. Look, I didn't do CSI uh, breakdown of all, Zoom in everybody in there. On the left. Who's that on the left? <laughs> uh, With the hair. Okay, okay. Above I see what this, you're above saying. Claudio's freaking head. Well, who's the top right? That looks like that could be Big Show, and I hope it's not Big Dude, Show. I thought that was the Big <laughs> Show, too. When I saw it, I was like, bro, that that's the big show silhouette. No, no we can't have the big show. He cannot be in this match. <laughs> BCC has Santana Ortiz and big show. That'd you want to know why it's going to be the big show? Because you need somebody to, to carry them and get them on top of freaking big Ben. So someone oh can jump off. Oh my God. Get her out of here. <laughs> it's a wrap. All right. So I'm definitely expecting Santana and Ortiz. I do not know who the third person might be. I have Mm -hmm. no idea. I'm a little bit out on this one. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, Anybody that kind of would be a good person for that is either injured or like, it's going to be a big surprise to me, I guess, I think at this point. And we got another super chat here. This one's from Tony Campbell. Who Thank you so much to Tony, who says, uh, need Athena versus Chris Stantlander, Mercedes Monet versus Serena Deeb, or Tessa Blanchard, or AJ Lee, or Lacey Evans at all in. Well, there's a lot in there, Tony. So oh. Tessa Blanchard, not expecting it. Uh, Lacey Evans, not expecting it. Uh, Mercedes Monet, hoping for it. Mm-hmm. Athena Chris Stantlander, hoping for it. Serena Deeb, don't know when we're going to see her back. 
And then AJ Lee, no idea if she has any interest in returning or not. <laughs> Big Show, Mark Henry, and Nigel is a sick combination of people. <laughs> I hope it's the Big Show, actually. That'd be kind of sick, though. Well... I'd ahead, I'd go off for sixty thousand or eighty thousand. I mean, the UK fans know some Big Show. It might not be the craziest thing. Hey, you just never know. All right, so let's go ahead and move along from this, and let's go ahead and jump into Jack Perry. And uh, mm -hmm. really quickly, he's going to be retiring the FTW Championship next week. Any predictions as to where this is going after this? I'm sad that this happened after your interview with RVD because I'd like to know how he feels about uh, them yeah. retiring the the uh, the championship. This is kind of a bittersweet moment. We talked a little bit about ECW last week with with uh, with RVD, but man, that championship was really cool for a time when Tash should have been the champion and ECW. So he created his own to be like, I'm better than the champion. It doesn't matter that I'm not the champ. But then he eventually won the championship and then he feuded with Sabu over. It's like it has a lot of history. And even in AEW, it probably has more history in AEW, like Ricky Starks, the big homie, like Hook, everything kind of connected to it. So if he is retiring it, I'm kind of into it because I think it's about time too. And it's a, it's a great heel move for Jack Perry too. I'm almost afraid that he's not going to retire it because I just haven't had any interest in the belt at all. Yeah. At yeah. all. I don't think it, it like aids or it also really doesn't hurt the, the, the angle, but it doesn't really help to like give up that, like some prestige to it. It's just like, okay, they're feuding over hook's dad's belt. Maybe hook, but hook hasn't really been like, give me that belt back. I'm going to murder you. He's just like, Hey, I'm going to get that belt back when I see you. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I just feel like it's it, to me, it feels too much like an accessory, especially because we know it's not an officially recognized bout by AEW. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I kind of want him to retire it. That's yeah. what I'm rooting for. You know what? Retire it, Jack Perry. Go mm -hmm. for it. Plus, mm -hmm. it gives him something even more to like, you know, get more heat from people. Like people yeah. are going to be mad. Like, oh, how dare you, you know, retire this bow or something. So who knows? Maybe mm -hmm. we got it. We might get that. All right. Um, let's go ahead really quickly. Darby Allen and Nick Wayne defeat the Gates of Agony. Mm -hmm. uh, after the match, we see the Mogul affiliates essentially surrounding the ring. Uh, Sting interrupts them <laughs> on the Contron, and he kidnapped Prince Nana, and he scares him off by saying, uh, the, singing the Nana Nana uh, song. And this was a whole lot of fun, man. Mm -hmm. I was so freaking happy when Sting popped up on my TV and mm -hmm. was, you know, doing like Joker Sting. It was great. What'd you make of this? Yeah, this was TNA. Somebody said earlier, TNA Joker Sting, 100%. He was making all the facials. He was acting wild. Prince Nana. I like that it wasn't like, he wasn't like holding Prince Nana hostage. Prince Nana was just there. Prince Nana was like, well, what did you want, dude? Like, why am I here? And then he scares him off and he just runs off. So it wasn't like Sting had kidnapped him. He just was like, hey, come to my office and I'll talk to you. And then like Swerve and, and Air Fox's faces are being like this full Sting. And Sting is just such a, like I said last week, he's such a beloved character. And his match at All In is going to be so big. The pop for Sting is going to be massive and i'm happy for everybody involved in this seeing nick wayne in a match with darby being able to get his first win kind of on tv uh they played into a lot of their history was a, a really cool segment because i liked everybody involved pretty much yeah I, I agree with you on that one too by the way and i am really excited to see because you know sting's gonna do something crazy in that freaking coffin match i'm expecting oh, yeah. it so oh, yeah. 
Let's get into everything that went down with MJF and Adam Cole. All right. There's a lot in here. So I'm going to do my best to recap what went down. So Mm -hmm. we'll start off with the video. Let's start there because we ended up getting a video where they went to Outback Steakhouse because that's where they're going to prepare to face Ozzy Open in Mm -hmm. the the pre-show match for the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles. And in this, we learned that MJF is putting over now a – kangaroo kick he tells him like this is how we're gonna beat them we're gonna do a kangaroo kick because this is what the kangaroos do and then there's a whole bit where they uh hit a double clothesline uh backstage there's a inflatable alligator and mm-hmm. a kiddie pool involved in this and then tony khan starts yelling at them <laughs> tells them to come into their office he goes they we just see the door We don't see what's behind the door, but we can hear Tony Khan yelling at them saying like, you guys can't be doing this and we're trying to work. And then they come out and they're like, oh yeah, MJF starts saying how come 2024, Tony Khan is going to regret this. Mm -hmm. And then we get Tony Khan (laughs) as an on-screen character (laughs) and he comes out and he starts Uh... basically... I don't even know what he says. I was I was so enthralled by this. Yeah. Um, what did you make of this? This was hilarious. Tony Khan said, what did you say? And he comes out and he breaks character because like he Tony smiled. Khan. Yeah, that, he, right? smiled. he smiled. It was so funny. He was funny. like, what did you say? And then yeah, he yeah. a big smile. Because <laughs> it's like, he can't be serious, man. We all know Tony Khan. He's... <laughs> <laughs> Tell me this isn't the best picture of Tony oh Khan ever. God. So <laughs> great. You know what this reminds me of? Yes. You know, like every like bougie character on TV, every yes. like, you know, your clueless types, all the girls that are like in Hollywood, like, mm-hmm. I got my shades, I got my coffee, whatever. That's a meme right there if I ever seen one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, but I him coming on and breaking character and just laughing and then doing that and just being like, all right, see you later, you guys was. Great television. Amazing. Uh, how, how Do you want to see more of Tony Khan as an on-screen character? I don't know. Like I do. <sighs> sporadically, it, though. Not often. I think sporadically, I, it keeps them, the funniness alive. If he, if it's going to be in this capacity, yeah. But like authority figures, I have such a yeah, sore no, spot yeah. for them for so long that I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want that. You know, just this, because yes. I'm used to like that. Oh, the authority's gonna come down and blah blah blah. And it's like, I don't, I don't want that. I agree. I agree with you. Uh, because I do think that Tony's like naturally funny in terms of like his facial expressions, and Mm -hmm. people are always talking about that in the scrums, and it's like a thing. So I feel like you're right. In this scenario, little little bits like this, it could be very entertaining. Definitely not as an on-screen authority figure, Mm -hmm. like you're next Adam Pierce. No, thanks. I don't want to see any of that. No, please, none of that. But um, so that's what that's the first portion. Then afterwards, we get the in-ring portion. And what mm-hmm. we get here is basically Adam Cole basically saying that when the bell rings, he's going to do everything he can to win the championship because it means a lot to him. And then MJF goes on on a story time. And you guys know that MJF story times. Well, they take a second to recap. He basically talks about all in. He talks about how Cody Rhodes 
He reached out to him, asked for an opportunity, said he wouldn't disappoint. And without All In, there would be no MJF. That's how he got his contract with AEW, with Tony Khan, and everything that went down after that. We all know that story. And then he says, this is how much the belt means to me and how much this all means to me. The triple B means everything to me. And he tells them, I love you like a brother, but winning at All In will make me legendary and nobody is on the level of the devil and adam cole comes in with his like well let the best man win mm -hmm. and uh then they get jumped by aussie open what'd you make of this have you did you have you heard this mjf promo before because i feel like everything that he said i'm like bro yeah okay again like get to it dude we this did not need 15 minutes you guys have been promoing us to death for like the last six weeks, we already got the point of the video was the promo, bro. Like, we know what's going on here. We're going to see you guys in a tag match. We're going to see you guys fight. I don't need you to tell me the history of MJF because you've already told us the history of MJF, bro. We already know this. Why are you telling us this again? Yeah, I think you're right in this one, too, because when he started off talking about the list and he mentioned Cody and Adam Cole, I'm like, mm -hmm. I've heard this already. Yeah, that's how I felt. I was like, okay, we're going through this again. But I also don't know because, like, promos get mixed up. Sometimes he's done before. Sometimes it wasn't an AEW, so I don't know. Right. And I, I still found this very entertaining. I felt yeah. like, again, uh, MJF just completely – he when he, Adam Cole started saying how much this meant to him – and then when MJF said how much this meant to him, I'm like, damn, it really means a lot to this guy. Like, I didn't feel the same way from Adam Cole in terms of, to me, he didn't really sell me on how much this meant to him. I felt like this meant a lot more to MJF based on just the promo work itself, right? And Adam Cole's just a lot more of a simple type of guy when it comes to this. So that's pretty much what I got from all of this. But mm -hmm. I thought I wasn't even expecting to see them in the ring anymore. I thought the video that they did, they did I thought it. that was going to be it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they needed this extra thing to kind of sell us on it. It is the biggest uh, match of the show. It is the main event. I mean, they're going to keep selling. We'll probably get another promo next week before the show. So, you know, I understand. All right, well, we got a couple more things to get into, and then we're almost done. We still got a couple more topics. But before uh, we continue on, I need to take this time to make a quick announcement about next week's show. So as you guys know, we're on here uh, immediately after Dynamite, as we, we usually are. However, next week, because I am going to be in London, we will not be doing a post show immediately afterwards. So instead, we are going to be doing next week's AEW Dynamite post show slash prediction show for All Lid on the thursday at yep. 11 a.m pacific standard time so um please make a note of that in case you don't well since you're not going to see us next week immediately after dynamite our show has not been canceled we will be back the following <laughs> week but for this specific week we for next week and at all in we are going to be live on thursday instead of wednesday night so i hope you guys join us screenshot this do what you need to do to remember thursday at 11 a.m pacific standard time i will schedule the stream in advance so that you guys um remember as well and i'll be promoting yep. it on social media so next up let's go ahead and get into the women's match i feel like this was very predictable it was so predictable that i found myself tuning out and this was <laughs> Brett baker versus the bunny Brett Baker wins. She's in the fourth spot. And Hikarashita is, you know, going up against Tony, Soraya, Brett Baker. We all knew this was what was going to happen. <laughs> Why, Denise? What Was this needed? Like, 
we knew like if at minimum you're gonna give us this predictable match, at least let the match be worth something. Like the match wasn't worth something, and it was a predictable finish. It just felt like another here, damn uh, women's segment, and um, I can't. Yeah, I was not a fan of this um, at all. I was just kind of like, ah, oh, whatever. We know mm. it's gonna happen, and it wasn't terrible. It was just mm-hmm. super predictable. So with yeah. that, you just didn't care. So right. um, after this, we ended up having the acclaimed versus two enhancement talents. Except the match never happened because the lights went out. And no, it wasn't Satnam Singh. It was the House of Black. <laughs> they come out. They attack the acclaimed. How are you feeling about this? <laughs> I don't, even, I, don't even want, I don't even have anything else to say. I hate, I hate when the shows are like this and it feels like, man, just be, I don't want to be negative about this whole thing, but yo, geez, Louise, you guys are slow walking the dog in some of, some of these segments. Like, uh, we're getting to the acclaimed and House of Black with Billy Gunn back. Like, you're building to a Billy Gunn thing? Is that I what think we're they're doing it at all in or all out? It seems like all in. Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot. I'm like, look at we already. Well, let's be real. We only have eight matches right now. Yeah. Lord we knows we're gonna have way already? more. Yeah, we got eight matches already. Wow. Wow. And well, seven of well, one of them is on the pre-show. Mm-hmm. So it's seven on the main card, one on the pre-show. Okay. But these are matches. There's some of these that I want to see have like a good, nice, you know, some 20 time. minutes or something, right? I want to see them have some time. Uh, and so I don't necessarily feel like I want to see House of Black versus the Acclaimed at All In. Like that can wait for All Out, is what that I'm saying. That can wait for They should wait for All Out. But I kind of feel like Tony might want to give it up to like those legends that like we potentially might see Big Show. I don't know. We might see Mark Henry. <laughs> we might see Billy Gunn. Like kind of all the people that have been along for the ride and have helped back there. Like if you can work and it can take a bump, come take a bump at our 80,000 people show. True, true. Okay, well, anyways, I hope they save this till all out. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, last but not least, the main event, the Young Bucks versus the Guns. Uh, man, so during this, well, first of all, the Bucks win. But afterwards, <laughs> we see the Bullet Club, Golds come, Bullet Club Golds come out, and they end up attacking the Young Bucks. FTR's music plays, and they don't come out from the front. So, of course, sneak attack from the back, and... This is pretty much how we wrap up this show. As we know, we're heading into the Young Bucks versus FTR. Numero tres. What do you think about this? Uh, I'm happy that the match is happening. Wembley's going to be a big show. Big match. Young Bucks and FTR three. They're going to tear it down. The guns are Baron Corbin heat for me, and it'll never stop. Like I, I said, I, if I, you I, can't I, get a good one out of the Young Bucks, yeah, you yeah. can't get a good one out of anybody. Look, I feel bad here. I feel bad in this situation because you're not wrong. You're not wrong on this one. I found myself not as enthralled as I usually am with the Young Bucks match, but I kind of felt like I think at this point, I thought it was a me thing. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought it was a me thing while watching the show. Because I felt like there had already been so much that happened during Dynamite where I was still like kind of processing everything else. So we were already on this main event and I'm still thinking about the women's match. I'm still thinking about everything that occurred before that. And so I kind of felt that I couldn't get into this match, but I thought it was a me thing here. Yeah, no, it felt like 
I don't know, something was missing from it. It didn't feel like a big, strong build to the Young Bucks. And that's kind of how it ended. It felt like it ended abruptly. The Young Bucks cheated. And I don't know. I didn't really, I didn't like it. All right. Well, there you go. Okay, guys, that is it. That is AEW Dynamite, August 16th. Uh, we spent so much talking about so much that went down on today's show. My um, world. My world. Yeah. Well, it's the big show. Okay. I don't know what we're doing anymore. I'm done. I don't even know what we're saying anymore. But seriously, before we go and uh, wrap up for today's show, just a friendly reminder to everybody that I will be back here this Saturday to talk about AEW Collision. And the next week's slate of shows are going to look entirely different because I will be in London. I'm leaving Tuesday, guys. Uh, Tuesday evening is my flight out of uh, LA and I'm leaving to London in a beautiful Reg. 10 hour flight man my back is gonna be busted oh man let's pray that i actually sleep on this flight because if not i'm gonna be all messed up is it an overnight flight or just a regular in the day flight it's an overnight flight i I land like the next i'm gonna be there for 10 hours like i don't know what time it's gonna be in la when i land though it might be like midnight no i don't know what time it's gonna be in la but i know it's gonna be like two or something o'clock mm-hmm. in london so i need mm-hmm. to get on london time all right so straight I'm up a little good bit thing nervous. you're there for some days before to kind of so yeah. it's not like the show's happening you're still all groggy you'll be able to like establish get there hopefully Can you imagine I, I don't know what it's like that. and i go viral yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> imagine you know they will not let you live that down denise sorry guys i was that. jet lag <sighs> yeah snoring nah, uh, yeah that did happen to me by the way the last time i went to london mm-hmm. i went to go watch um wicked and i was so excited about it but i was not expecting the jet lag to hit me as hard as it mm-hmm. did you know that sleep when you're like you can't even hold your own head yeah. up and you're going down and right. there's nothing you can do to stop it it's just this mm-hmm. yeah. that's what happened to me the last time i was in london at wicked at wicked i didn't see any of that play i uh, cannot tell you what wick would happen in wicked didn't damn. see it i knocked out man you had some great sleep at least <laughs> not really because i no? was embarrassed oh yeah I, could, I kept trying to like move my head but every time it would go down i would jolt back up so it's like this terrible it's horrible when you're in public and you're yeah. that sleepy mm-hmm. it's a nightmare anyway so I will be here Saturday for Collision, and the next week's our shows are going to be looking different. We will be here on Thursday for um, AW and also All In Predictions. So that'll be the thing. Reg, plug what you need to plug. Yeah, you can catch me every Saturday, uh, Grab City Podcast. We've been calculating the numbers, and I think, I think, I think our next show, our show next week is our 100th Grab City Podcast. So that's going to be a really big deal. Announcements are still in the works, just waiting any day. Can't say more, but there's a lot of great stuff coming on. Uh, Tomorrow, I'll be on the post show of Ring of Honor with Kate. Every Wednesday, I'm with Mike on Indeed. I'm also here with Denise. We just had an interview with Michael Oku dropped after the last uh, Grapsity and I did so if you want to check that out definitely go to the FIFA page and check that out and I'll be here next week in the morning on Thursday and I'll be like you sound like you're from London to Denise as soon as she comes on it's going to be great I can't wait I'm going to be like hello everybody that's not an English accent <laughs> not, oh my gosh. Not at all. I'm going to try to get some tea for the next show <laughs> no, I'm going to have no. goodies for the next one let's be ready for it I, love it. Be in London. I want to see one of those double decker buses in the back Denise like I want to see the whole 
whole London experience. Make sure <laughs> I'm bringing some tea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll bring it all. All Safe right. Safe travels though. Yeah, thanks. I'm mm -hmm. really worried about my back for 10 hours though, because I do those five hour flights and they bust me yeah. up, man. Yeah. But anyways. Hikaru Shida interview, guys. Check it out. That is my most loved and praised interview that I've had in a long time. So please check it out. Give it some love. Mm -hmm. um, tomorrow, I'm dropping the RVD interview. So keep an eye out for it. Also, if you haven't already, do not forget to give us a rating on Spotify or Apple Pods. We officially are at 53. I'm trying to get to 100. So if you guys have time, I do post the links in the description box. And thank you to everybody because uh, the, the podcast, they got up, man. We, I, we ranked in the top um, 23. So it was number top 23 wow. was where it peaked um, for the most, like ever. So that was really huge. So I'm trying to break in and get into that top 10. And we can only do that with your help, with your support. So thank you so much to everybody. And I'll see you guys back here for Saturday Collision. Goodbye, everyone.